right, guys, I'm back. Sorry about that. I lost 45 minutes of uh, of recording here. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> well, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll reiterate a little bit. Uh, again, this is Dave Harwitz um, hosting How to Win in Court Without a Liar, and we're talking about presumptions, um, how to overcome presumptions, and not change the burden of proof over from the, uh, the, the one making the claim to you. So rebutting, the, uh, re- rebutting presumptions changes the burden of proof from the one making the assumption to the one say, uh, rebutting it. Okay? So if you rebut the, the presumption, you're, arg- you're making an argument. If you question the presumption, you can overcome the presumption just by bringing out the truth uh, and the facts as oppo- and, and forcing them to prove their assumption as opposed to you having to prove your rebuttal. Okay. <laughs> Where were we? Chad, you, you had a question and said that it was, it was hard that you have judges that will um, stop you from asking questions. Okay. Um, it shows bias, first off. Okay, you say, hey, I, you know, I'm, first off, you, you shouldn't say that you're the legal person when you're in there. You're not acting as the well, defendant. Well, they, that's one of the assumptions that they make when you walk through the door. Uh, body language speaks loudly, and when you walk into the door of their, their uh, basically their temple, you're saying that you agreed to being that person anyway. Uh, when, no, actually, that, that doesn't. That doesn't. You're in there, but not of there. Okay? You're in there, but you're not of there. And yes, you're right. It is a presumption that you're in their jurisdiction, which is why you always, you know, when the, when the case is called, when the actual administer, uh, when they're administrating the case that you're, you have an interest in, okay, the one with your name on it, okay, uh, the, one, the one against the legal person, when they say that name, you say, I have a beneficial interest in the matter, and I have some questions. They'll say, they may ask you, and I've seen it happen, and it's happened with me. Are you, they'll say, are you the, the defendant? Say, no, again, I have a beneficial interest in this matter before this tribunal. Okay? I have, a, I have an interest in this uh, proceeding that's taking place here. A beneficial interest. Now you're saying you're the beneficiary, okay? And the beneficiary can absolutely ask questions of the trustee. They have a duty, uh, they have an equitable duty to the beneficiary. Okay? So if you walk in there and, yes, if you walk up and, you know, answer, yeah, that's me, yeah, uh, you just joined yourself to the legal fiction. Okay, you didn't rebut the presumption, and you allowed it to stand. Okay, but I were, in a way, I necessarily answer uh, their question: Are you the defendant? I told them who I am. I'm not rebutting the presumption. At that point, I'm not rebutting that presumption. Okay, but I am telling them that I am there with a beneficial interest in the matter. But you know. Okay, 
And I'm also, by saying I have a beneficial interest, I'm telling them I'm the beneficiary here. You're the trustee, and you're not going to trick me into becoming the trustee. Assume or presume that I am the trustee. Again, you have to walk in and you're in authority. You have the authority over you, okay? And you've got to maintain that. The person behind the bench may be scary, and I know a lot of people are afraid to, uh, you know, being held in contempt. Asking questions is not contemptuous. Questions, you are in a quest for the truth of the matter going on here and whether or not you need to be there. Well, if if you didn't think that it was true, you wouldn't have shown up. No, there's. I, I know that there is a mis. Uh, you, a you know that if you don't answer it, you know that if you don't answer it, they presume you're guilty of whatever it is, and they're going to come against you anyway. But when you show up because you have to, then you're you're automatically saying, "Hey, I'm here on this matter." Now they don't know it's you until you do stand up and start speaking. But the judges here in Tennessee are not going to, it's almost like they know what you're doing. And, and these judges um, do not let you uh, get away with, with uh, uh, asking questions during the discovery phase of, of, the, of, the, of the trial. Um, if, when, when you ask questions, they just, um, anyway, they're, they're good at, at turning it around in your face. And I, I just wanted to see how, how you... Um, uh, handle that when when trying to question before the you know you ever really come to a a, a true trial phase. Um, it's um, it's just misleading. And and when when you walk into the court and start asking questions, you're you're basically saying that that you're arguing. Um, and, no, and you become you become the defendant anyway. Questions are not arguing. Questioning, questions is a quest to find a fact, to get clarification. Okay? I'm not arguing at all. And I, and I don't go in presuming to be argumentative. Okay? I'm going in peacefully. Okay? I'm not there to argue. That's I'm there a, peacefully. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm that's there. Okay. What's that? I believe that's the goal. I believe that's the goal of of some of these attorneys and, and judges who were former attorneys uh, is to take advantage of your uh, stress level, um, and they know this. Uh, it, it's just like the the pulsing blue lights when you get pulled over. Your heart starts racing and you start getting nervous and you, know, you can't remember things clearly. It's um, it's a fear factor. Of course, but fear is false evidence appearing real <laughs> okay it's a presumption that everyone makes and that's dangerous well not everyone but you know i mean that's the same thing you're ready for it you walk in and you ace the test because you already know the material okay mm-hmm. this isn't something this is not a pill uh you know I'm not giving anybody a pill. You, there's no pill you could take that takes away the fear and you walk into the, to the lion's den. Don't get me wrong. You are walking into the lion's den, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you walk in with enough understanding and knowledge of, one, who you are, 
okay, who you're not, okay, and who makes up the laws for you, you become a lion tamer. So you going into the room doesn't matter, okay? You're not going to let the lions, uh, you know, take advantage well, of you and eat you, you know. Uh, let's, uh, let's say I invite you to my house. Let's say yeah. I invite you to my home and uh, to, to have a discussion. When you pull up in the driveway and you knock on my door, I assume that that's what you're here for. And uh, we would immediately begin the discussion. Uh, it's the same thing at their door, but it's really your door. And, and that's why, you know, we have to claim our citizenship, uh, both U.S. and uh, private state citizenship, is to say, you know, we own this country. Hold, hold, not hold not, on not the government. This is Cameron, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Let me introduce you real quick. <laughs> Rebellion. Uh, I just want to at least introduce and um, hello. Hello. Can any, can everybody hear me? I'm here now. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Guest here tonight, and, uh, author of Truth Be Told, Common Sense Freedom Coaches under uh, Freedom Coach under Lawful Rebellion. So, uh, Cameron, you were just saying that if I were to pull into your driveway that you would presume that I'm there to have a conversation or interact with you in some way. Yeah. Um, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that only be true if you were acting as the corporation? No, well, not all, exactly. Well, it's also a presumption because I may be there for some other reason mm-hmm. other than to, to, to converse with you. That's what I mean. I think that's what I'm suggesting, that you are correct, because when I answer to as the corporation, it's a different matter than if I answer as myself. Correct. The correct. the problem with it is you have received a an invitation to their their office uh, to board the captain's ship, and you uh, are apparently there for that reason and for that purpose. They don't know until well, you, you have, stand up. You have, an, to, you to have a beneficial that, interest that in the corporation. You do have um, an interest in the corporation, but so you need to dis- have them discern the difference between you and the corporation, that you're not acting as a corporation. You're merely a benefici- beneficiary of the corporation. I, uh, I've, I've worked in customer service for many years. Um, in dealing with a lot of customers, I, I learned to uh, kind of explain what I'm doing while I'm doing it. And um, when, when you walk into a courtroom, you're not entering just one jurisdiction. You're entering three jurisdictions. Uh, you're dealing with three different types of law. You're dealing with uh, admiralty law. You're dealing with um, um, Roman canon law. And, and you're dealing with um, uh, contract law. So, you know, it, it's really not just one thing that you're, you're denying or having to um, 
question your way out of. It's, it's just um, the way things are set up, they, they understand what's going on. They know what they're doing. This has been going on for centuries. Um, now, here in the United States, we've been raped for 160 years, if not more. Um, <laughs> um, we have a problem in this country, and it's, and it's the fact that we do not have Article Three courtrooms. The Article Three courtroom is is where the common law lies, and without the common law, we don't have the Constitution. Uh, but to to do away with those, you would have to do away with the Magna Carta of twelve fifteen. The uh, uh, <laughs> um, let me ask you a question, it, Cameron. Let me ask you a question. Sure. What's any of those? What's the Constitution, the Magna Carta, uh, the three jurisdictions that you mentioned have to do with me? Have to do with That's me. What do they have to do with you? Me? Ha- you ha- they have been assigned to you uh, and your trust at birth. And, and your okay. parents and, and, from the time of your to, birth, birth, everyone has agreed. Right, but at birth, I didn't send or have the capacity to, to any of it. So it can't be right, But your legal parents did. Uh, and they not signed for it. Yeah, but, yes, but that contract was void for vagueness. For for one not being uh, not being um, full disclosure, okay. If they knew, right. again, if they knew what we know now, uh-huh. <laughs> you think that our parents, uh, if they knew they were turning us over to slavery by filling out that document and registering us with the government, do you really think that our parents would have made that choice? We're doing it still today. Yes, but it's because it's a fraud. It's being assumed, and these are presumptions that nobody knows that are being presumed, uh, or you know that they're being um, they're being defrauded. People didn't know and still don't know that they're being defrauded. That these entities, person, uh, these statuses of of uh, trustee or beneficiary of the government, uh, the, 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 even knowing that the you know this is a trust, a public trust and it is being administered as a trust um, when you go into the room. But you think that you're a party to that, that trust I... because you, people assume that you have to follow the laws, okay? But most people Nobody... that you speak with don't uh, – most people that I speak with about the subject matter don't have the capacity or the time to really understand it. Uh, people want sure. that quick pill to take to, to solve the problem, and there isn't one. You're right, but – Knowing well, how things one, but... have come about <laughs> is easier than knowing how to fix it because sure. knowing how something happened, uh, you know how to prevent it from happening in the future, and also you know what needs to be done immediately to change it. And that's why I say you know, we have to claim our citizenship. We have to reclaim this country as ours. We have to bring back Article Three courtrooms for common law to differentiate the uh, or to show people the difference between – uh, contract law and, and injury law. You know, uh, if you have a claim against me, then you, I have a right to uh, uh, question my accuser and face my accuser. Well, if uh, without that, without that contract or that um, um, constitution, there you don't have that right because the only but rights the you're born with is, is life, liberty, and it is right, a contract the to the government. Is, it is not a, right, but it's not even a contract to the to uh, to anybody else. It's not. 
No, only, only government. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You cannot use it as a defense in the courtroom unless right, uh, fraud has been used or, or your rights have but been violated. Right, but if you're, only saying, way it if you're saying, if you're saying that, um, if you're saying that you have to be a U.S. citizen or a state citizen, just uh, the inference on from of being a citizen is someone who uh, has a duty to obey, and that the state has a duty to protect. Okay, I mean, how many court cases over the last two years, three years? Has the Supreme Court come back and said that there is no duty to protect? That's right. The state has no duty to protect the person or the citizen. Then there is no citizenship. uh, It's the rights of the citizen that they're there to protect. They don't protect those either. And therefore the property. (laughs) But that's just it. That's where we've been misled. That's where the coercion comes into play. This is where uh, we have to understand that the police officers are revenue agents of the government corporation and are enforcing Hmm. private statutes at traffic stops. They're, uh, they're, They're only there to generate revenue. They're not there to protect and serve anymore. It's their sworn duty to uphold the federal and state constitutions without exception. And there's no statute, no code, no administrative rule or procedure above the law of the land, which is the common law. And this is the same law that the the constitution that they've sworn to protect is based upon. So all right, officers, that was unwritten. Public- that was unwritten law. It was unwritten law. It was common knowledge. Common law is do no harm, okay? That's common law in a nutshell. Do no harm. Love your neighbor. That's common law in a nutshell. If I do no harm, then I have no liability. That's common law. Now, if, okay, what they say, what they say is common law, okay, are precedent, you know, cases that, that have been right, case know, law. previously heard. Case law, exactly. So Maybe you 2% know, of common uh, law, <laughs> right. If that, because it's right. common common law is very uh, circumstantial. It has to do with you know every single different thing that could possibly happen. Okay, which is why it's very simple. It's do no harm. Okay, take responsibility for your actions. Okay, but uh, it's also a claim between facts, not fictions. Okay. So then you got your statutes that come in and all Correct. this admiralty, maritime, uh, law merchant, uh, civil laws, all the laws that are there do not pertain to you unless you're in the public. If you are part of the public trust, then it, it, those laws pertain to you. Okay, so if you're claiming yeah. to be a U.S. citizen or claiming to be a state citizen, then automatically – the, the presumption is, and, and, and it, it, it is uh, perfected, by you going, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, so when you do well, that, you're giving them that authority over you. I'm a man. I don't need to be governed, okay? Most people, adults, don't need to be governed. We can, we can voluntarily interact all day long without being uh, told what we can do, what we can't do, what we have to do with our property, things like that. But when people are told their whole lives, you have to register your vehicle, you have to register for selective service, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you're basically continuing to keep the res, the thing, the public uh, uh, legal fiction, okay, 
you're giving life to that. Mm. And, but you, you, know, you want that, though. Why? I mean, because you – actually, you have a contract working every day. Every time you go spend the U.S. dollar, you're, you're saying that you're a, a citizen. You're saying that you're um, – a taxpayer. How is that? Um, that's a presumption. How are, how are you? How do you exactly, say that Exactly, it's a presumption. But that's right, but just it's it. Not it's the fact. standard. It's the standard. It's, and and yes, because our system works on standards, but it's the thing is, this it's, is why it's still, gonna, it's still going to win in court. <laughs> this is why I'm asking you the question. What makes you assume that because I use uh, Federal Reserve notes that mm-hmm. I am automatically a citizen? Now, can, can the queen come by here and, and use uh, Federal Reserve notes? Well, sure. And, it, and, it, Does that and make she has entered into a contract. She, it, what, ah. what happens is you're, you're entering a contract in sales. You're entering into the Uniform Commercial Code dealing with, with sales and revenue. And that's what's happening. We don't know so it. She Our laws status? are based. Does she lose well, her status as queen? Does, does she have Our laws to follow aren't laws. the laws as a citizen? Our laws aren't laws. They're legislative statutes enforced as laws known as colorable, and it's based on our monetary system. When our money became colorable currency without the gold standard, which means it looks like a dollar, spins like a dollar, but it's not a dollar, you can't, um, you're basically um, everything a is presumption. a summer. Everything is a presumption, but those are presumptions are not truth they're not facts. how is it a presumption that that if you walk into a store and, and give someone a dollar for a candy bar that you didn't just purchase that candy bar the presumption is I, not on my part it, at that point the presumptions on the shopkeeper that that dollar is worth something that federal reserve note is worth something to them they're they're assuming your, your that, use that of it is, is saying that you so agree it's kind of like it's kind of like showing up for court, though. Your use of that dollar is saying that you agree with it. It's, a, it's an so? unlawful currency, an unconstitutional currency, but everyone is using it. Um, right. It's, it, it's, it's a shame that people aren't more intelligent on the subject. Uh, with with the, uh, the, the day and age that we're in, the age of communication, uh, everyone we think is in, and we hope is starting to learn this. Um, we, we call it waking up because everyone seems to be in a, a daze but, or, or zombies walking around mindlessly. But I, I like to look at it as, as we're becoming self-aware. Once, once we become self-aware and know what we are, where we stand, what's going on, and, and we see the big picture, we, we are more awake. We are more uh, alive than we've ever been. And because of our system uh, that, that we have that our parents and our grandparents and their parents all agreed to and all well, allowed things there, to happen. That's a major, they keep, that's a they major, keep major voting. Presumption. That's a major but presumption. But it's a presumption of everyone. But it's you still a presumption. People let, let me ask you a question. Does, a, does, a social contract, does a social contract exist? No, they cannot, they cannot provide a, a, an actual contract. Except okay. they're there. So it's all a presumption. Can, you what you're produce. saying is all on presumption. It's all an assumed thing. It's not real. It's not real. But there real. is a contract. It is Where? real. There is a contract. Where's the contract? The contract, is, the contract is in with every single public officer of the state 
who is required to have a bond. And that bond is the contract with the people that they will uh, perform their duties under the color of law as to the best of their ability okay. and, and without so, fail or sacrifice okay, their bond. So they have a contract, bond, but they have a contract mm-hmm. with their government employer, with their, con- with their corporation, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't have a contract with that corporation called government, okay, mm-hmm. how can I be brought in as a party or assumed to be a party to a contract? Well, there are multiple unilateral contracts that they're going to claim that, you know, to bring you in. It doesn't matter which kind of one they can, they can claim the all is, day long. They can claim all day long, but they've got to prove their claims. If they are, how could they assume that I have a contract? with them that they can proceed to act against me. What, what makes me a party to that contract? You know, if, if, I, if I'm agree. a party to the contract, where's the, where's the evidence of that that, that that makes that a fact instead of just a presumption? Because that's the way, you know, from, from my standpoint, when I go in, I want to question these presumptions. You're, you're assuming, you're presuming that I'm a party to your society. You're, that I'm a party to your state. I'm a party to your constitution or your federal government. You're assuming these things. Okay? Falsely if, uh, if assuming. If you weren't, though, where would you be? I, I'm, I'm always going to be right where I'm at. I don't, I don't, and, I'm uh, not a citizen. Which is, if the, if which the government is didn't where? exist, I'd still be here. Where, wherever I choose true. to be, because that's my free will. That's my, uh, you know, uh, me self-governing. I can choose to be where I choose to be. I am that I am. I'm not uh, a subject. I'm not subject to the rules and the jurisdiction thereof. Okay? Now, that's me. Okay, many, 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 many people do sign up for licenses and registrations and and contract with the government in many different ways, a lot of which are are not fully disclosed. Um, But let me ask you, um, what, okay, so this is your position, uh, that state citizenship and, and, uh, you know, U.S. citizenship um, need to be fixed somehow. What, What would you... What do you consider uh, your remedy if you had to go into the court um, to face them and all the presumptions that they're making? What's the, what's the remedy well, that you use? Uh, for every statute, there has to be a, a remedy available. And uh, if, if they can't tell you what that remedy is, then it's up to you to create the remedy. Um, this is, uh, I, I want to say it's your ninth and tenth right, a ninth and tenth amendment right to uh, to create remedy where otherwise none exists. Um, this this is uh, uh, the whole basis on American uh, the American Revolution. You know our our uh, Declaration of Independence was uh, an affidavit and uh, common law remedy to the the situation that we were facing towards England. Um, we we almost are at a point where every individual has to pretty much um, create their own individual uh, declaration of independence and and file it in in a um, uh, let's say with a county recorder uh, to have it um, 
and have it notarized so that that it's admissible as evidence, uh, but have to but to generate a prima facie case, uh, something that's accepted as correct until proven otherwise. Um, this is you know it gives you something to stand on. Um, so you're rebutting claiming you're your saying right, to without rebut. claiming your rights. You don't have any. No. Um, if 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 you cannot stand upon your rights, you do not have any. And the only rights as the free man on the land, uh, without any kind of, of citizenship, is your right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That's it. That, but without that's not true because your rights are inherent, okay? And at best, at best, the Constitution, uh, declarations of independence, they, they just see, you know, they're recognizing some of the things that already are within every one of us. I have many, 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 many more rights, we all do, than what is recognized by government. I have the right to wake up at 10 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock. I have the right to wear two different shoes if I choose to. Uh, I've got a right to opt out of the system should I not those aren't, those choose aren't to right. be those a party. <laughs> those are, those those are, are though, but they're, they are, yes, but everything is a choice. Everything is a choice. You know what? If it's not, then it's slavery. If it's not, then it's slavery. Because if I, if, if I don't have free will to make choices, okay, mm -hmm. which is my right, then I have nothing, which is exactly what the First Amendment and the right to contract is, which makes private living way more um, uh, beneficial than being a member of society and living as a public individual, okay, a mm -hmm. public fiction. So being private, okay, I can say, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put a junkyard on my property, okay, and nobody's gonna say a word about it. They may complain, but they have nothing to say because it's mine. I own it. I make the choices. I decide what happens. That's what ownership speaking, is all about. You were speaking earlier about property and, and, and title rights. You know, the, the property that you own, you think you own it, but the title is colorable, and it says that you're only the, uh, the tenant of that property. We, um, <laughs> we, but that's because it's in public we can trust. Have, Everything is in we public can have, trust. Right. We can have the, corpus. the property. But you can't claim it as private until you go and register it as private with the county register of deeds. No, um, you're not count, You're not registering it with the county. You're not registering as, it with yeah, the county. Yeah, you're. Well, it's already registered. Once, once you, it once is you registered. It, right. Registered. You're going. To, and then you are going to take it outside and it, of the county. And it's registered and register it in private. Yes. Until you register it in private. In other words, right. you rescind that contract and register that property in the private into your private trust. Now, legal title transfers to the trust and to the trustee, and you have beneficial use of it, and so does the trustee, without statutes being involved. Common law. That, Do no harm at that point. So long as nobody gets hurt on the property, nobody has any right to say what the property is used for other than the legal owner. The one with Where are these title. documents filed? In your trust, private trust. Who holds the trust? Where is it kept? Where is this information kept? Where is who's, who's keeping private. records? It, private. It, um, a trustee. But they're licensed the through the grantor, state. 
No. <laughs> you, <laughs> sure they are. When you, let me put it this way. You, you don't need to prove to the state, nor do you have to register anything with the state. Okay? There's, to prove that it's yours, you do not need to register it with the state. Okay? I'll give you a perfect no. example. I'll give you a perfect example. My RV, which I've traveled all around the country with, okay, is not registered in any state. It is registered in private trust. Now, have I been pulled over and, and harassed because of it? Absolutely. Uh, have I dealt with it and administered my own private uh, adjudication? Absolutely. It's mine. I decide what I can and can't do with it. When the, when the cop pulls me over and says, is this vehicle registered to you? I say, absolutely not. <laughs> it's registered in private trust. And I am the trustee who is licensed, has permission to use it, mm -hmm. okay, from the legal sure. owner, which is the private trust, okay? Sure. So it's now out of the public trust. The public trust is statutes and all the, 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 the you know, uh, traffic laws, okay, these, these <laughs> scribbles of men in an extortion racket, which is the public trust at this point because it's that corrupt, okay? But... At that point, they have no subject matter jurisdiction. I've taken it out of the public and put it private. So they don't have any jurisdiction, any power over the res or the vehicle at that point. It's been taken away from them for being untrustworthy. Okay? Could I ask That's the benefit question? of having it. Yeah, sure. Um, you, you just said and uh, that you know, you could, if the cop asks you if it's registered, all that, um, you said you're the trustee. Is is that what you you meant for a private trust? You want to be a trustee? Yes. Oh, you don't okay. own anything. You're in trust of it. You're a steward of the things that are given to you. Okay? Or you're a okay. steward of the res or the corpus of the trust, the, the assets of the trust. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah, did that answer your question? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> so, so Cameron, you're saying that that you know, um, you're not. There's there's no choice there. It seems to me that you're saying that. I'm not saying. I'm not. I want to put words in your mouth. But it seems to to me that you're saying that our only choice is to either be a U.S. citizen or a Fourteen Amendment citizen or a state citizen, and that somehow. We have to, and don't get me wrong, I've been studying this stuff for 30 years. When, you know, commercial remedy, does it work? Can it work? Sure, it absolutely can, uh, because it's in there. There is a remedy. HJR 192, there is a remedy. But you're dealing in fictions, frauds, okay? And your remedy is just as much of a fiction and a fraud as, as, as the action that's coming, coming against you because you're dealing in fictions and frauds. So my, you know, my remedy is get out of Babylon. Render unto Caesar what's Caesar's and render unto God what's God's. Uh, a man is not uh, property of the government. It wasn't created by the government. Okay? So therefore, they'd have no authority, author, authority over a man. They can author contracts and statutes and all these other rules and laws, but unless you're bound by contract to that, you are absolutely not a party, even though most of the time you are presumed to be a party, which is why they, 
you know, because because everybody's a, a party or they assume that everybody's a party, you know, the one or two or three or five of us that, that turn around and say, ah, you know, I can rebut your state, you know, I can rebut your presumption or I can just question you about it, but I have absolute evidence to the contrary. So if I have to rebut the, the presumption, I can say here, okay, here's, the, here's uh, how I'm not the legal person, okay? Here's the legal person, and I hand it to you as evidence. And I just changed the jurisdiction of the court because I just turned the judge into the trustee by giving him uh, custody of the legal person. Okay, now he's a trustee with fiduciary responsibilities over that public in, uh, entity, which is your legal fiction, your birth certificate, the public trust document, trust certificate. Okay, so I've, I've, I've provided proof to rebut the claim that I am this legal fiction or, or the legal the juristic person. Okay. I'm just, so, I'm just afraid that here in Tennessee, um, the judge would hand it back to you and, and tell you uh, that you need to seek psychiatric help. Uh, after well, if he does that, then he just broke his oath to defend the things that the government created. They created that mm-hmm. trust, that certificate, and they are absolutely, 100%, you've heard the term public servant, okay? Well, a public servant is a trustee. Mm-hmm. They are all trustees because they are entrusted with the people's gold, silver that they've stolen out the back door and proved that they're untrustworthy, uh, the properties, the you know, homes and land and uh, personal property and vehicles. All of these things have been um, fraudulently um, induced people to enter into this trust this public trust, giving up their property for the public good. And that's what they do. They register things. They, they get license, permission to get. If you own something, you don't need permission, right? Right, but people, people don't think like that. They're, they're, they, they, they believe what they're told uh, because right. of their education uh, and they're, they're raised uh, you know, by their, their families who uh, register. register. Uh, they they feel as if they're going to get in trouble if they don't. Uh, they're yeah. told that, you know, you can't beat City Hall, you can't win, you can't do this, you can't do that. Uh, so people don't even try. Um, sure. When, when I see, you know, the title of, of your um, uh, podcast, it, it, it excites me because I want people to win their cases. Uh, I, I don't like uh, what's going on in this country. Um, we're being taken advantage of on a daily basis. We are slaves in this um, public uh, venue. Um, more and more people are starting to understand this, and, and, and more and more people are looking into it. Uh, there's more and more people creating podcasts and, and uh, doing what we're doing, which is fighting a good fight. Um, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, if, if you are going to argue with something, you are saying you're a part of it, um, and, and to stay out of it and to, and to question it, by no doubt, that's exactly right. Um, but we have been, in, uh, been coerced into uh, giving our consent for things. Uh, we are victims of constructive fraud. Uh, it has been going on for over 100 years. Uh, and it, and they're, they're perf- they have perfected their ways. 
and, and everybody has got a fish hook in their mouth, it seems like. Um, but on that, uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to, uh, to speak and, uh, and being a guest on your show. I've got uh, a grandson I've, I've got to uh, uh, go visit, and um, right. I, I just want to thank you, say thank you and good night. Be, before you, you leave, could, before you leave, right, could I make quick, could I make one quick comment? Well, sure. Oh, okay. Um, I, I believe you mentioned uh, that uh, you know statutes. There has to be a remedy for them. Um, yes. Statutes. There, there really doesn't have to be. Um, they are the statute is a uh, a guideline for the government for civil. Um, you know, civil uh, works, how, how, they, how they operate and, and everything. Um, so you, you'd have to go back to the public law from the statute. Usually it's, you know, noted at the bottom of the statute uh, to, to read what the law says, and then that would have to be enacted. Mm-hmm. But a statute, you know, and, and I just, I, I'm not trying to be argumentative or, or Oh, anything. no, 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 you're fine. Uh, I, I'm, okay. I'm mostly speaking about criminal law. Uh, criminal law, there has to be a remedy for every statute in criminal law. If if Correct. if you're being accused of a crime, there has to be a remedy for that statute. Um, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's you know um, you are uh, once once they attach that uh, U.S. citizen to your you uh, the 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 being, um, then they can hold you uh, for ransom and, and put you in a cage until the debt is paid. Uh, that's why we have a private uh, uh, prison system. Uh, everybody's making money in, the, in, in it. Uh, when you file a uh, case or uh, when you file a claim in court, uh, it's given a monetary value. And um, uh, whoever owns that claim is pretty much going to uh, run that courtroom uh, the way you want it to. Um, it's it's all about money. Well, this is where and the trust. See, this is where it always comes back down to it being an actual trust. And if you identify an actual it trust. as a, mm-hmm. it is an actual trust, because they're right. asking you, they're asking you to trust them with what was essentially your property, okay? Mm-hmm. And exactly. you are turning it over to them, giving up ownership to the public, okay? Now you get to be a beneficial user, okay? But if you are acting as your public person, your legal fiction, you're acting as a trustee because that is a, the legal fiction is an employee of the government. Right, right. Okay? Yep. So they can US make you into a public trustee. Right. You can be made into a trustee if you don't know what's going on there. Okay? Exactly right. Where, where you could step back and say, hey, you know what? At best, I have a beneficial interest, but I'm not an employee. I don't use your social. I don't use the legal fiction for anything, okay? Um, and in my case, uh, that legal fiction is an indentured slave servant to my private trust, okay? So it owes me before it owes anybody else, including the public. That's right. Because it stole from me for 40 years, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and now it's going to make it up for the next however many, uh, you know, that that trust goes. Okay. However many generations that trust goes, it's going to be a servant to the trust. Okay. Perpetually. It's not going to, it's not going to die. 
So, you know, it's, it's the very other, uh, The other caller online, I just wanted to say before you jump off, thanks for, for being on and your input. I appreciate it. I didn't catch your name, but. Uh, Cameron, thank you for having me. And uh, okay. it's my thank pleasure. And uh, I hope, uh, I hope the best for everyone here uh, and all the listeners. Um, uh, I wish you the best of luck. And uh, remember, uh, you're a free individual. You, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to be a slave. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Cameron, for coming on. Uh, go have some fun with your grandkid. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, Good night, thanks again. Thanks. All right. So is there anybody else on the line that uh, would like to uh, would like to speak? This is strange. I don't know if this one is got me on the the recording well it's I don't know we'll see afterwards anyway hopefully the whole thing has been recorded um, <laughs> there's some good information David, here when you, yes when 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 you signed off and came back on it it did uh you know the automated voice did say this call is being recorded yeah yeah I know happened so I'm pretty sure I lost the first part of uh, you know, good information on uh, but um, I don't know a hard time today but uh, a regular platform platform instead of having Record it this way, post listen and join in at the same time. Not having to call yeah. um, to the show, they can listen. So anyway, hey, David, you and and I, I'm I'm not trying to get too personal, but you're you're from Montana. I I'm in Montana. I'm in oh, Montana. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not from there. No. Um, okay. I, 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 I uh, yeah. I, I just uh, traveled through there, and um, I, are you familiar with? Uh, I know on Facebook her name is Don Colleen. I'm not. She's sure. in Bozeman. Okay. In Bozeman. Okay. I was, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's in Bozeman. Um, I don't know. Are, are you? How about? Uh, you know, I can't pronounce his last name, but Ernie the Mountain Man. There's been some YouTube videos of him. Sure. Yeah, Ernie, I okay. believe okay. lives up north of me oh okay uh well i'm not sure where you're at but i i asked don about him i know she knows him and he wasn't too far away from there and i can't remember the name of the town but she said basically the town is at the end of the road and you know the the cops don't even like to go out there because they're all you know free men <laughs> and, and and don't need to be you know harassed so uh so that's probably over near deer lodge yeah, probably over near Deer Lodge. I'm, I'm I'm closer to Missoula, which is about I don't know two hours uh, west of Bozeman. Yeah, yeah, okay, yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just went through there. I had some work out in uh, in Oregon and Washington, and when you said that, I was just curious. Uh, Don's a, a wonderful person, and um, you know, uh, in in into this whole you know, movement, for lack of a better word, 
and everything. So I was just curious if you knew her. Yeah, no, the name didn't sound familiar offhand, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly meeting new people unless I'm in, in conversation with them ongoing. I, I may not recognize the name or if they're on my Facebook if they're a Facebook friend, I might see them from their posts, you know. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I am in Montana though. It's a beautiful place to live. There's, uh, you know, where do you live? <laughs> so well, I've well. I've lived in my body all over this country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like I'm, I'm not a I'm not a resident in any state and haven't been a resident in a state in over 10 years. Um, you know, when, you're, uh, when you reside in the state, that's another uh, sticky contract that the government could use to pull you in. You know, you're using our post that's service. And you're <laughs> so, yeah, isn't that, um, I mean, residing basically means you're there somewhere temporarily for business or commerce, correct? Could yeah, and all of these terms. Every term that you're going to find in in the the legal world, the world of fiction, statutes, laws, acts, um, those are. Um, I'm sorry, you just said you just said the word too. I'm having a a, a senior moment here. <laughs> oh yeah, but they're, 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 they're all they're all commercial. They're all commercial. Yeah. Because the only thing that, that government has jurisdiction over is commerce. Most of the rules that uh, the where the state is, have, you know, involved. Okay, you're you're breaking up a, a lot, David. Um, so oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's on my end is, or yours, but is that better? Yeah, you're you. I can hear you now. Okay, sorry about that. So yeah, yeah okay. the um, when you're dealing with statutes, rules, acts, those are all commercial. That's all commerce. That's all administrative or maritime slash law merchant. Um, it's private laws. They're private laws. Yeah. It's interactions between between corporations and corporate entities, which is why it's very important to. You know, if you're going to be in commerce, to do so from the protection of a private position or status, which would be trustee in a private, you know, a private estate or private state, okay? And an estate is a state, <laughs> okay? And yeah. a private one is a private state, uh, foreign jurisdictions, okay? And that's what commerce was all set up, to, you know, uh, to do was deal with foreign jurisdictions, um, you know, whether that's interstate or international. You're dealing with contract law, and it's, you know, the law of the contract it is what makes the jurisdiction. So when you are yeah. dealing in, in commerce, um, you know, which is why I use uh, trust contracts. You know, if I want to hire a contractor, okay, I'm not going to use a regular commercial contract under statute. <coughs> Excuse me. I would use a trust agreement. I am entrusting you, Mr. Contractor, to uh, 
you know, and spell out the work that's going to be done, okay? And when you have uh, concluded the trust, you will be compensated with the agreed-upon amount, okay? I just made the contractor a fiduciary uh, responsibility holder, okay, by setting it up as a trust contract as opposed to just some normal commerce, you know, contracting commerce. Okay, we're entering okay. into a trust trust relationship. So, you know, that contractor, if the guy's going to fix my car, we're entering into a trust agreement. I'm going to trust you to fix my car like you said you were going to, and when it's done, it's a, you know, and, and uh, you know, you've satisfied the trust, then you'll be compensated. Okay, and until then, you're in trust. You're in trust. You're a trustee. Uh, you know, and you have. They're, they're a trust in that contract that was just set up, okay? And all of the rules, you know, how we're going to deal with it, under what laws uh, are, are going to be in charge of that contract would be common law, you know, because it's yeah. under Title I, you know, of the Constitution, you know. But that's the protections that it has as a sui juris individual, the private trust, as opposed to a, um, you know, Per se, uh, pro se um, trust like in the public, okay? You don't have to defend the legal person in a courtroom. You don't have to act pro se or represent the legal person in the courtroom. Why should you argue? It's not your business unless you're claiming that legal fiction for something, okay? Um, and again, the only time that you could do that is it would be to have a beneficial interest. Why would you claim anything else? I claim to be, you know, I claim to have beneficial interest in the matter at hand. Um, you know, I'm not claiming to be a trustee because then that automatically implies that I'm taking fiduciary responsibility. Then they don't care as long as the charges <coughs> get paid, you know? Yeah. So when when you're the trustee, you have the fiduciary responsibility. And on the private side, like I said earlier, uh, that's the position you want to have most of the time. Uh, on the public side, it's not. Yeah, and, and that makes total sense. I, I really appreciate your explanation there, um, just because I, I I never looked at it. I looked at it as a trust, but I, I, I see the difference there because the public trust is collective and the private yes. trust is private. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that, that really helped me out. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, so so when you're when you're when you're going into commerce, you know, uh you're dealing with all oh, like like Cameron said, you know, uh if you use the dollar. It's funny cuz I I was I was in the court one time uh for a trial for my son and uh and the prosecutor was <laughs> I mean, she wasn't very logical, let me put it that way. She said, uh, well, I see that you have a phone, so that means that, you, you know, that, that uh, you know, you're in the public. And I see that you, you know, you use money, you know, some of the same things that, that Cameron was saying that, that would infer, you know, uh, your intent to be a party to the public, okay? But what's my other option? I have other options, sure. I could choose to, to trade value for value. Um, my services directly 
for the services of another or a product from someone else. Uh, I could choose to do all those things, but, uh, you know, because somebody gave me these, you know, Federal Reserve debt notes, um, and I know that somebody else would accept them as payment, you know, as, as a trade for whatever I'm looking for, sure, I can use them. You know, it's just, it's just a means of, of transferring, you know, goods, but there's no intrinsic value in it, you know. So I would rather not have a pocket full of banknotes. I'd rather have a pocket full of gold or something of value, you know. And Yeah. Do, but do how you could have they... any... Oh, go ahead, finish, What's that? please. Go, well, go I'm ahead just and saying... Yeah, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, those things don't, Autumn, you know, they're presuming when they, even when they bring that out, you know, uh, and say that, you know, you're using dollars, so you must believe in, in the system, you know. Uh, that's an assumption. That's a presumption, you know, and it can either be rebutted uh, or it can be questioned. Rebutting is arguing, which is giving over to the jurisdiction, which is not where you want to be under in the first place. So you question it. Do you believe that if, uh, you know, me possessing Federal Reserve notes makes me a U.S. citizen? Because that's faulty logic. Because I, just yeah. like what I brought up with the, with the Queen of England. If she, just because she comes in here with Federal Reserve notes doesn't mean she's subject to the jurisdiction thereof. I you agree know? with you there. Yeah, because good luck. If a cop comes in with the Queen of England, the, the, you know, that he's not going to be uh, hanging outside the back courthouse afterwards. You know? No. <laughs> um, you know, and, and there is diplomatic immunity there from a foreign, you know, it's a foreign entity with its own foreign laws. And by setting up your private trust and, and operating out of that private trust, you're doing the exact same thing. You're having those, you know, you have that diplomatic immunity. You're a foreigner. Your laws are not their laws. Their laws are not your laws. You, you didn't sign up for them. You don't have to that's, register that's these things. That's something I, I really <laughs> want to do, is, is set yeah. up a private. Yeah. Well, I was actually talking with Robert, and um, I know he's got a couple things going this week, but most likely uh, the two of us are going to uh, collaborate and put together a um, – how to administer and set up your private trusts uh, course. And um, that'll be like a six-month course with two hours a week um, conference call with all the folks in the course and unlimited uh, texts and, and stuff to answer questions. Um, but, you know, you'll be, by the time the course is over, you'll know uh, how to administer your trust, how to deal, uh, you know, with the public from the private side, um, you know, how to, how to do trust contracts instead of just, you know, some statutory contract. Um, you'll be able to administer your trust, and you'll also be able to set up trusts um, for any purpose, um, you know, to protect your assets and uh, build wealth. I, I would really, really like if you guys did that. I tell you, you know, I haven't. Uh, known much about you for very long i've been on since i knew about your calls on sunday i've been on everyone now this is the third week but i i have a lot of respect for robert and you uh just in your demeanor and how you do things there's so many i've been dealing with uh 
some some other um, groups, maybe for lack of a better term, um, and the the narcissistic personalities, uh, the the lack of an open mind. Uh, it, it's really disheartening. Um, and uh, I just I've I've since I've known Robert, you know, the last couple of years, I've I've always had a lot of respect for him, and and I'm, you know I feel the same about you. You're open to listening, um, and and you can state things you know correctly. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I, I don't I definitely don't claim to be a guru or a know-it-all, um, but I have 30 years experience that I want to share with people that. Uh, you know, may save them some time of having to go through the matrix of remedies, <laughs> you know, uh, that everybody's claiming works. And, um, you know, um, it's, it, it's important. I, I believe that, uh, you know, that there's, there's not a lot of time. I mean, this, this Rome is crumbling here. Uh, you know, we can see it all, all the time and every day. And uh, I just believe that, uh, while we have the option, rather than being, uh, you know, revolting, because <laughs> there's no reason to, um, to peacefully opt out. And by knowing that, you know, you can separate and not have to be a party to these things, even though that it is presumed and assumed that you automatically are, uh, it's a lot easier to, um, you know, uh, separate when 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 you can rebut the presumptions or you can even recognize uh you know it's it's like they say with with addicts you you know the first step is uh realizing that you that there's a problem that you have a problem and um a lot of folks get into this material because they are knee deep in a problem and it's not what they've been told their whole life that there's remedies and, you know, everybody has a right of redress and, you know, all of the patriotic uh, lies that were told throughout the years that you're dealing with courts of law and not, you know, administrative tribunals. You believe that when, you know, most people believe that when you have to go to court, you're going to a court, a jurisdiction, you know, a, a, a judicial um, tribunal, which is very rarely the case. You know, you're most of the time going into a, a commercial administrative venue, you know, that, that the uh, contracts are all in commerce, um, you know, and, and we've been led to believe our whole lives and indoctrinated to believe our whole lives that we are tied to some invisible contract that the government and, and uh, you are inseparable. And, you know, uh, I like the term, you know, that the, uh, Cameron used earlier is, you know, because I've heard it as well growing up, and most of us have. You can't fight City Hall. That's because City Hall's a fiction. It's like trying to fight with Tinkerbell or Popeye, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you're correct. <laughs> Swatting something that's not there, you know? But there's so much time and effort put in, especially in this uh, movement, we'll say, um, you know, chasing after the fictional remedies, the, you know, the, the, the fictions that, that weren't there to begin with and that you don't have to take part in, you know. I don't have to, I don't have to act in someone else's play. Um, you know, I can choose who I want to associate with and who I choose not to associate with. Uh, 
and the, and the presumption of the court is, is that you trust them. Because if there was no trust, then there'd be, you know, then there'd be issues of it being a fair tribunal. You know, how many times have you brought it up that the judge, the prosecutor, and the cop who's making the complaint all get paid by the same place? <laughs> you know, and you bring that up and they go, oh, no, 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 it's fair. Believe me, it's fair. Don't look behind yeah. the curtain, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and I say it's a fraud and fraud pierces the corporate veil and, you know, hello, Mr. Actor. You know, yeah. you, you, you trespassed against me. So, you know, we do away with the, we do away with the fiction and pierce that corporate veil that, that separates you, um, you know, from being able to see the actor's face and, and who they actually are. You know, they don't get to hide behind, uh, I'm officer friendly. I'm, you know, I'm judge this. I'm, I'm, you know, Senator that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, you're a man or you're a woman acting as if you were something. That's a major presumption, you know. Yeah. So, they, you know, when they claim to have this title, it's an it's absolutely a presumption. You know, I, they'll say, I ask a cop his name. He says, well, I'm officer. You see my name here, my last name. I'm Officer, you know, Smith. No, no, no. You're, you're telling me that your mother named you Officer? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's a title. That is something that you're assuming, okay? That you, you know, in order to make you feel like you have authority over me, which is another assumption, you know. And there's a way to do that peacefully and unargu, you know, non-argumentative. And fortunately, uh, you know, the the IQ of being a, a cop isn't all that high, and 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 they're not going to. You know, if they had even the slightest bit of logic, they would have been lawyers instead of cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? I agree. So that's why I would much rather go into a courtroom and, and, and expose that fraud rather than doing it on the side of the road with 10 cops and three German shepherds, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, and, in, and for now. Yeah, in, in my... Uh, case I brought up where I just got the claim and summons, which again, it hasn't gone, it hasn't been filed in court yet. But when I do my answer, um, sh should I be asking questions in the answer or just answering what they say without a rebuttal more in a question format, if, if that makes sense, how I stated it? <laughs> no, it absolutely makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Don't make a counterclaim, okay, okay. which would be a rebuttal, which would be rebuttals. Okay. Okay. Just, you know, answer a question with the, with the question. They're, answer okay. their claim with the question. Whatever they're claiming, flip it over and ask the question. Oh, you owe us this money. Really? Fantastic. Can you prove that I owe you this money? What is the evidence that you are claiming that you have that ties us together here by a debt? You know? Okay. Do we have a, con okay. do we have a contract? You know, you're asking these questions. Just, you know, their claim is questions to you, okay? This is a tennis match. If you answer, if you answer a question, okay, you drop the ball. And, because now you've, I, made a, you've made a claim or a rebuttal. Yeah. Now you're arguing. 
<laughs> and so I, I can see that how you phrase things are is very important. So, you know, it, they claim you you owe us this much money. Um, you could – I'm worried about the law firm saying, well, there was no answer because all he did was ask questions. He didn't answer. So you could state something like, I don't believe I owe you any money. You know, can you show yep. me your proof of claim? Yes, yes. and okay. all you're okay. doing there what you're, and exactly what you're doing, you could re almost restate their question. You are stating that you, uh, you know, that I owe you money. Is there a contract between us? You know, can you, can you okay. show proof of contract? I mean, the, you know, that's an answer. That is an answer. You are answering. Okay. In other words, you're, you're, you're going back. You're by you asking the questions, you're asking them to clarify their position. Okay. Correct. But if yep. you, if you, re, if you rebut the presumptions that they're making in their claim, you're arguing at that point. Now you're, you know, now there's a there's an argument before the court. There's still no argument if you're questioning. So in other words, there's no issue, okay, before the court yet. There's no coming, okay, yeah. uh, you know, because the judges, you know, you're going in to take that case in the court to come to a meeting of the minds or not, okay? Well, you're just basically the questioning is asking for clarification. That's kind of... Like I said, I'm, I'm helping a friend here in, in Montana do the exact same thing. He's got a law firm that's representing uh, a, a collection agency that they own, okay? And they're claiming that uh, they own, uh, by assignment, three debts that are supposedly his from three different parties. And they're all small, no big deal. But, uh, you know, it's the, it's the point that he has no contract with them. Okay, so when we when we sent in the answer uh, to the claim, we asked questions. Do you have proof of claim? Where's the contract that says that I have a business with you? You know, and I would I would always you know uh, what I did with him as well. We send an affidavit that they have to rebut or it becomes fact. Okay, so our questions okay. are are supported by affidavit. Our answer yeah, is supported I, I by affidavit. Yeah, I planned on doing that. So, okay. so basically, so that's what you 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 can rebut rebut the uh, presumptions in your affidavit, okay, through putting the the, the statement. I do not owe. Um, you know, I, I don't know this yeah. company. I've never done business with this company. And all you're doing is making statements of fact in your affidavit yeah. that, that then need to be rebutted. That, that, thank you. That, that is something I didn't think about that much before either. But, yeah, that's a separate document, and you can make yeah. your statements of facts laid out there as compared to uh, sounding rebuttal. as a rebuttal. Right, you're not and, rebutting. A re yeah, exactly. You're just stating okay. facts. Yeah. So you okay, can, great. you can, you know, it's rebuttal by, you know, kind of like the questions if they answered them themselves, you know, do you have a contract showing proof of, uh, of a relationship between us, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. uh, but in, but in your affidavit, which is a statement of facts, you're saying, I, you know, 
don't believe I have a uh, any contracts with this company, nor have I ever heard of this company prior to being served this notice of of a claim. Okay, can okay. you produce the you know, and that, and then you and that's in the the affidavit that supports your answer. Okay, but your answer yeah. is all questions. Okay, your answer is going to be the questions. Your statements of fact are going to basically take the place of a rebuttal and it's still not changing the um, burden of proof to you, okay? It still throws it right back there. Now you've stated facts, that what you believe to be the facts, and now they are going to have to rebut them, okay? Yeah. Or or they stand as a fact, an unrebutted affidavit. Yep. So that's that's how you play that little tennis game. Yeah. Keep, keep lobbing questions very, back to them. Yeah, this, this was a very good call for me, David. I really appreciate it. You know, um, I, I don't want to take up too much time. I don't know if you have other callers on the line or not, but if, uh, if, if not, I don't have any more questions right now, and I can let you go about your evening. Okay. Was there anybody else on the call here? I, I'm having issues with the uh, – you know, with the dashboard that lets me know whether, you know, we've got others on the line. I know I heard uh, others come on. Um, I would be happy to answer any other questions that uh, that you have now. Um, yeah, please bring them up, and uh, we'll see if we can get you some answers. I'm on here. I'm Linda from Virginia. Hi, Linda. How you doing? Hi, Hi Linda. I'm just listening, really. I, it sounded good that you're going to have a, uh, a a course or whatever. Yeah, uh, we're going to try and get that together here within the next 30 days. I'm uh, currently looking at platforms and uh, putting together a syllabus, and uh, it'll just be a lot easier to, you know, to follow the syllabus and, and hit on every point over a six-month period. And at the end of the six-month period, you'll be able to draw up trusts and be able to uh, manage them and administrate them uh, effectively and uh, keep yourself out of the public, which is uh, never a fun place to be. (laughs) Um, I think I... Go ahead. I asked this before. Um, What about... um, when the property passes to your children, uh, do they have to know all about trust and all that, or is it is it any different from just regular probate or whatever? Well, you're, you're dealing with a trust, not a will, although a trust can take the place of a will if everything is spelled out in it. Um, you know, you don't want to. You don't want to be vague. You know, when when you're dealing with your trust, when you're when you're when you're putting your trust together, you don't want your documents to be vague or be left open to interpretation. You want it very specific. So the grantor of the trust, the settler, the one that that sets up the trust, um, has to spell all that out, and you can choose to. Um, and I prefer to because, you know, our children are supposed to be, you know, uh, in our stewardship and in our trust uh, until they reach an age of consent. And um, teaching them to be trustees and 
you know, is teaching them to be good stewards over what they get in their lifetime and what's passed down to them. So I would suggest training, you know, children, uh, any beneficiary that's in the trust. Now, they could choose to take the trust position uh, as well, and that could be part of the trust um, instruction that when the, when the beneficiary reaches the age of 18 uh, or the age of consent, that uh, they become a uh, trustee. And, <clears throat> and then their children's children, and, you know, on and on, would be beneficiaries. And you can be a tr- you can be a trustee and a beneficiary. You just cannot be the only trustee and beneficiary. There has to be uh, multiple beneficiaries in order for a trustee to be a beneficiary, and or multiple trustees, because you're basically getting rid of the trust. You have the trustee, and you're the only you're the trustee, and you're the only beneficiary. There's really no trust because that's like trusting yourself. That that actually answered another question of mine. My my grandmother passed away a while ago, and uh, there's there's five kids in the family, and uh, the, the the youngest son was the executor. Um, in in but the he estate. he went in and had to apply for that through probate, correct? I, you know, honestly, I don't know all the details of it. It was set up through an attorney, and and so it wasn't. It was not a private trust. But just what you said about because I had always heard you cannot be the trustee and the beneficiary at a, at the same time. But then when you brought up when there's multiple parties, then or multiple beneficiaries, then you can be, and that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be the only two parties in the trust. Uh, you know, you can't be the trustee and the beneficiary. If it's just that, then it's like trusting yourself. There is no real trust. Uh, there's no real trust there. Um, so they'll, they'll, you know, basically they'll uh, deem it as not a trust if it had to go before a court. But um, as far as um, Linda and your situation or, or, or the question that you asked, Absolutely, I would teach them how to be trustees. And uh, well, no, it's just the opposite. Um, sometimes when you're young, you don't want to be. You just don't. You don't have any interest in this. You know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. And and they're not always teachable. So I just the the question I asked was, does this in any way encumber things to where? it would make it difficult for them not knowing about trusts, I guess. It's, the, it's really the opposite direction. No, not at all, because what happens is, if, you know, I mean, right now, you, if you knew that, you know, none of the beneficiaries, none of the kids uh, would be interested or um, in, in, in actually um, taking hold of the trust by becoming a trustee, then, you know, again, the trust spells out, you know, that the beneficiaries would uh, receive, let's, say, let's just take it real easy. There's a million dollars in trust. It, it generates uh, $40,000 a year in interest. Then the beneficiaries will split $40,000 a year. And um, their, your, their children's children, you know, their children 
uh, would also become beneficiaries because the trust can be perpetual. Okay, look at the Ford Foundation or, you know, these, these, these trusts that have been around, the Carnegie Foundation that have been around a long, long time, you know, um, has paid out many a beneficiary, um, you know, these trust fund babies that, you know, um, you right. it's, 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 but they do benefit, okay, from the trust assets, and that is what's spelled out by the one setting the trust, okay? So you could say, all right, well, they're not going to become trustees. You can assign somebody else to become trustees, their godparents or anybody you choose that you trust to manage the, the trust the way that you intended it. And all of that is spelled out in the trust as well. Well, that's, you know, you're somewhat aware of that wealthy people have these things, you know, because they need to have them or whatever. Um, I guess I'm still not clear on why just the average person, I know, you know, I've listened to some some of what you've said, and why does the average person need to, you know, uh, there's the, have, there's have, the question of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why should the average person have a private trust? Well, because for our entire lives, especially anybody alive now, we've been indoctrinated to believe that the mommy state, the the, the government, is going to uh, take care of us from cradle to grave. Okay, in private trust, and that's what they're doing. Okay, they they make moral choices and decisions in the, in the rules that they make up for you. Okay, um, but it because you be are you literally a piece of property when it comes to the state. Okay, your legal fiction is property. Okay, which is why they can only act on the legal fiction in the courtroom if you are pulled over, especially like your friend. You know, uh, the the one that has vehicle taken away and his license and all that. Okay. Oh yes, they um, just they just they just seized his car again uh, just a day a day or two ago. Yeah. If it was in if it was in private trust and he was a trustee of that private trust, he can license himself, give himself permission trust through the trust to use that property to go wherever he wants for trust business. And it's private. Okay? So they would not be able to seize. They would not be able to seize the car. Is that not if it's a not if it's by a trust, because the trust gains uh, legal and equitable title, and just decides to give it to, uh, you know beneficial uh, title to whoever he chooses or she chooses. So if you know if the trust owns the property legal title it can make up all the rules because it's an owner. It actually owns it. Right now, the public owns your, the property, okay, which is why they tell him what he can and can't do with it. So until we retract that, that contract. If, if I could comment real quick. Uh, Lin, Linda, were you the one on last week uh, and, and you said it was a statutory trust? Um, no, that was uh, someone that called in about uh, an estate uh, situation. Uh, about it, I think it was like her uncle. Yeah, I it was some. I just thought that. Oh no, it was. I think it was. No, no. 
I'm sorry, it was her wife. father's. It was her father's estate, and it, yeah, it was between her and, and the wife, his wife. Assumed, yeah, the, right. The, yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I was wrong. I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> no, that was that was an interesting, uh, you know, situation. I guess. Yeah, but again, it all—I mean—it does play back to this question um, of why, why be private? I mean, most people don't realize that they are public all the time. You know, they're they're acting in commerce. Uh, they. You know, they wake up, they go to work, they come home, you know, they go shopping, they come home, and they're constantly in commerce. But they don't realize that they're of commerce. That's the, that's the fraud, okay? You can be in commerce all day being a private, you know, person like, let's say you were the queen, okay? You can be in commerce all day. doesn't mean you're of commerce. You weren't created by uh, decree, okay? of the government you weren't created like a corporation is created okay where somebody thought up a name and went down to the social uh, the um, secretary of state's office registered it as a company register as company name okay most people don't realize that the government looks at them as a great corporation because that is actually they created a corporation with the same name as you okay to be used in commerce, and then they are holding you, you know, to, to all the statutes and rules. But in private, those rules don't pertain to you, no more than they pertain to the queen. Okay, just because you, uh, you're acting in commerce. You were saying that nobody nobody knows about it really except you, right? Since it's private. No, not 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 just me. A lot of people are waking up to the fact that. The government created a legal fiction. Um, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm, nobody knows about the trust. If you do a private trust, no one knows about the trust except you, and no one else would know it unless you told them, right? Correct. You, the trustee, the beneficiaries, and you always have in the trust a um, uh, do not disclose any information about the trust because that would have uh, you know betray the trust itself okay anything that's but the trust it, is private okay so you have this trust and if they were going to do something to you or your property or your wealth or whatever they would not know about the trust and they would just assume that you're public right yes that's what they do now. That's and so at some, at some point you would have to disclose that, wait a minute. And there, and there are, this, I didn't plan on getting into trusts all that much today, but we could do that. Yes, there are two documents that you are able to show that proves that a trust exists and that you are the trustee or that the property is trust property. Okay, so the documents are the trust declaration, which, okay. uh, which declares the trust, and, and um, not necessarily all the parties, but the trust was declared, okay? But it doesn't go into all the details. 
Correct. The minutes are not uh, open to public discourse. Nothing is. But the okay. declaration and the trust indenture. Okay? So let's say you wanted to go open a bank for your private, you know, a bank account for your private trust. You would bring the trust declaration and your trust indenture as showing that you're the trustee and have authority to set up that account for the trust. Okay? So... Um, <coughs> Excuse me. The trust declaration is proof that a trust exists, and the trust indenture is proof that you have the authority uh, to act on behalf of the trust. Okay. Now, if you're dealing with a case from court, and they're claiming that the vehicle is the in res juris, you know, is in their in res jurisdiction, that's the thing that they are administer, uh, administrating over. Okay. Then you would bring the uh, trust indenture that's tied to that specific asset, showing that it was registered in the private trust. Well, I'm, do you have other things to talk about? I'm so tempted to ask something, but I don't want to take up time. Go ahead and ask. Go ahead and ask. Well, I'm just, let's, I'm just like a hypothetical. Uh, what if the IRS comes after you? And um, can they, I, I don't know how I want to, I've heard that they operate in REM, right? Of course. And they're then. After anything, anything the public is doing, they're coming after your legal person, your birth certificate, the legal fiction that was created. Can Do they then have the right to get into the trust? I don't know how to ask this, but... <laughs> well, again, and this is that's okay. I think I get it. I would put the legal fiction, okay, and, and if you have licenses or, or uh, social security number cards or whatever, create, uh, you know, a, a, uh, their assets to the trust, and, and you would indenture the legal person to the trust as a, you know, is uh, a better to the trust. Okay? So anything that that debtor creates is owned by the trust. Okay? So if the debtor, the legal person, gets a job in, in the name of the legal person, all of that money, including anything that would have been taken out by the public trust for taxes, has to go into the trust, 100% of it. And then the trustee can use that money as well, uh, you know, for their own expenses as well as to benefit the beneficiaries, okay? Because the trustee is also, you know, the, the workman is worthy of their hire. So there is uh, a non-taxable um, uh, compensation for being the trustee of the trust. Trustee's got to live as well, <laughs> you know? It's just like a corporation has bills to pay. It pays its employees. Well, the trust does the same thing, except it's not taxable because it's private. Did that answer the question? Um, I'm not sure. I, I hear on other sites people talk about uh, battling the IRS and... Um, 
here's my thing. I, I'm thinking that trust protects your your private property, uh, but it may not protect it from it, something that's legal. You know what I mean? Something that's um, valid. If it's wrongful, then hopefully it would protect it. But uh, I don't know. You know what I think? You're making. Uh... Legal is not synonymous with valid. Legal uh-huh. is not synonymous with with uh, legitimacy. Okay. Now, because if that were the case, uh, you know, can the Jews legal in you know in Hitler's Germany? Okay. It wasn't valid. It was. It wasn't right. It wasn't moral. But it was legal. Okay. So legal isn't is not a uh, you know it isn't it isn't synonymous with legitimate that's for sure okay so the IRS is coming like a third party collection company would become okay they're a third party collector for the IMF and the Federal Reserve the International Monetary Fund and the Federal Reserve okay they collect for the debts owed to the banks that that uh, you know. Uh, took all the gold back in 1933 uh, when they when they uh, turned over to the fiat currency that they're using now with these Federal Reserve notes. It's again going back to HJR 192. But um, you know, uh, again, the only thing that the government can attach or attack, okay, or anyone claiming to act on behalf of the government as an as an agent, is the legal person. The only time that there's any legitimacy coming from a claim outside of yourself, okay, this is if you've harmed somebody. If you've harmed somebody, then you have a responsibility to make them, you know, make them whole, okay? But to, to be a valid claim, there has to be an injured party. There has to be an injured party. Who's the, who is the injured party uh, when it comes to the IRS? Okay, well, let me, what if you didn't pay your taxes for like 20 years? Sounds like me. <laughs> I don't have taxes. <laughs> I don't have taxes. No, but I mean, what if you what if you intentionally didn't pay your taxes? Let's say ten years. That's more believable but because see, okay, but but we we go through your sentence. If you okay decided you had intent not to pay your taxes, you're assuming that they're your taxes that you're owing them. What makes you have that assumption? What's the presumption? Oh, I, yeah, I realize I, I I realize that whole argument, you know. Uh, but I'm just saying, in regards to a trust, if if you didn't pay your taxes for ten years, surely they can access the your assets in the trust, right or not? No, no. Okay. The trust is held for a third party. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'll give you a similar example. <laughs> I'm not a person. I'm not a person. I'm not a person that doesn't pay my taxes. You know, at least so far. So you know, um, I'm just saying this is purely hypothetical, and I'm just trying to get how these trusts actually operate. You know, what's okay. the benefit yeah. of them? Well, here's 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 the answer to your question there. I don't. Because I don't plan. I don't plan on. Uh, I don't intend. I don't plan on stopping paying my taxes. 
<laughs> well, again, I'm... it is a matter of whether or not they're owed. Okay. Okay. Now, any any property that goes into a trust, okay, let's say I, I own a piece of property, okay, and I want to entrust it to my grandkids, okay, I'm putting it in trust for my grandkids, for my grandkids, which are, who is a third party, okay, it's no longer mine, so how could they attach to something that's no longer mine? I don't know, but I bet they will. You know, I just here they, and this they goes can back. Try to attack. They can try to attack the trust and say, no, 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 no. That's his property. He never intended to give it to his grandkids. Okay? But that's that would be trying to uh, to pierce the, the veil of the trust. Okay? But who's going to who's going to who's, who's going to stop them? Who's going to stop them from doing? you know, whatever they're going to do. And that gets back to what I asked about, do your do your uh, children have to know, you know, would they then have to know how to battle this thing or something, you know, or I don't know, I'm just, you know. I, I, hopefully if, oh, if hopefully I not, unless it. they know, unless they know that, uh, you know, unless they become the trustee, they don't. Um, but, a, but a good trustee, a good uh especially legal infringement. And, and so the, you know, so the trustee to deal with the, that as opposed to somebody coming with trying to steal it. So the trustee would protect the, the trust? Yes. Or no? And, and yeah, okay. absolutely. And they, are, they are the administrator over the trust. They get to choose, you know, uh, the jurisdiction, the laws that are, you know, set down in, in what the original trust was. Um, how it was worded. So let's say I set up the trust. I say it's going to be adjudicated under common law or, um, you know, anything outside the trust is, is, is run, uh, is, is under the jurisdiction of common law. Anything within the trust is, is jurisdiction of biblical law. God's law. Well, right? and, and ex and ex or natural law. <laughs> so that, example. that is... Go ahead. Go ahead. An example is that woman calling in last week. You know, she he had a trust, and it was supposed to go to her. And 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 that is a perfect example of they just go in and do what they want to do. You know, so why didn't her trustee protect her? She was the trustee. She she was also the trustee, and there was also fraud involved. So she could absolutely go back. And so all the all the parties that defrauded in her, you know, um, true, you know, her ownership position in the in the trust and her trusteeship. She has this to do is what I evidence and, and make a claim. This is this is my you know across the board concern is there's so much corruption, and they just do what they want to do, and then you have to do all these heroics and, uh, and, and yeah, you have to go sue them. You have to go, you know, bring fraud charges and all this. And sure. it's, it's, these, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's, these ridiculous... it's a shame. And it's, a, it's a fight and it is a shame because public trust, no trust. That trust dissipates just like your private trust would. Um, 
if the beneficiary, the trustee, and the settler are all the same party, okay? A corporation, which is exactly what is going on in the trust. It's not a legitimate trust. It's a fraud because, you know, just like when you go into court and, and the prosecutor, the judge, and the, and the cop that brought the complaint are all one party. There's no, there's no uh, non-party here to adjudicate. So you're saying you're saying it would be good to have a separation uh, of the trustee well, and the. Well, there has to be, or there's no trust. They're trying to even say that you. They're even trying to say that you are an employee of the government, and as a, and that you're a trustee instead of you just being the beneficiary. They're trying to join you to that trust on the public side as a trustee. That's the whole point when you go in there. They're trying to join you to the legal person by making you trustee or an officer of the court, okay, the officer of the administrative tribunal that's going in there. It's public, and it is not yours. You're not getting paid a salary. You're not getting paid a government salary, but they're still trying to make you into a, a, a fictional uh, office holder, taxpayer, manager, driver, using these commercial terms to identify you, okay? So so when you go in there, the tr there's no real trust because, uh, you know, I mean, a trust can be attacked, okay? A trust can be attacked in a number of different ways. And one of them is fraud, um, which would be a... Also, being the trustee, beneficiary, three positions of the trust. Okay, and at that point, they are all the same. So instead of looking at it as the judge, the the attorney, you know, the prosecutor, and the cop, look at it as one corporation, the city. Okay, taking up all three of those trust positions, which automatically voids the trust because what are they entrusted over if there isn't a, benef a, a real beneficiary? If there isn't a second beneficiary or a third beneficiary, they hold all the positions. Was that, and I, when I was answering Chad's question, that you cannot be the trustee and the beneficiary and be the only one. There has to be multiple trustees, there has to be multiple benefit multiple beneficiaries, and then you can hold both of those positions. But in that case they're not, especially in a courtroom. They're all they're they're not separate and there and there's no more of them. It's one company and and, and they're claiming ownership, which is the right to make the rules over or something. Okay? And they're claiming that the public has beneficial use and not necessarily you, uh, but then they're trying to add you into an office of trustee, which gives you makes you the fiduciary responsibility over what they own. Did that make any sense to you? I don't know. Went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, it's beginning to make sense. That's about all I can say, you know. But 
it's 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 very simple when it comes to the you know if you look at a trust as three positions, which is if if you think about it, why did you think that they had the separation of of uh, you know the judicial, the the legislative, and and the executive branches of government? Was to, checks and balances. Exactly, it was supposed to be checks and balances over each other. So if there if you remove those checks and balances and put all three of those parties together, okay, instead of being separate, then no more trust there. There's no more checks and balances there. Which is what we have. (laughs) It's exactly what we have. And that's where the public is. So go back to your original question. What's the benefit of being in a private trust? You don't have to go public. Uh, Corrupt trust. You know, a corrupted relationship with, Somebody who's just literally out to steal and rob. I mean, there used to be uh, when you know the gold standard into this fiat garbage. You know, there used to be assets, uh, in, in you know, inherent with value, gold and silver. Okay, to back it up. Well, they confiscated. Yeah, they confiscated all the gold and silver spent it, used it to buy nice properties for themselves and did all these nice things for themselves as trustees, okay? They were taking, you know, uh, $100,000 dinners and, and trips around the world and, and, you know, look at the way that they, these politicians spend your money, okay? <laughs> they, they, they take it and they take it right out the back door as compensation owed to the trustee. And nobody says a word because they think that's the way it's supposed to be. Well, if it was in private trust, then you wouldn't have access to it to steal it. And, you wouldn't, and you'd be separate from them. And your property is separate from their property, from the public's property. Okay? It's for the benefit of your beneficiaries, not theirs. So there's a, there's a lot of reason to, to have private trust, especially considering there's no more justice, no more judicial branch uh, in government. There's no courts that you're going to. These are not courts. They are administrative tribunals. They are uh, contract admiralty courts. Um, they're more administrative than, than anything else because they are administering trust property. That's the, the res, the subject matter of every case that goes through the door. So when you, when you go in there, you know, they're trying to uh, act on the thing whether it be your property that you know that you registered and gave to the trust, or you personally or persona, your persona, your legal fiction. Okay, uh, the author has authority over what it creates. Government creates corporations, and they see you as a corporation. That's your legal person. Okay, um, if you create a private trust, then you're private. You've authored it. You have authority over it. Uh, as the settler or grantor of the trust. You turn that trust over to a second party, uh, which is in trust for a third party, okay, which is your beneficiary. So, and then you are in control of the, the assets or the corpus of the trust, uh, the res, the subject matter that is uh, owned by the trust. And right now, by not doing that, you're leaving it to the public and criminal politicians and megalomaniacs who think that they are, you know, have uh, power over everyone else. 
people looking to play God over your life and your property. Um, you know, it's a shame, but that's it. It's, it, it, it's as corrupt as it gets. Uh, you know, I, I, I wonder if Rome was this corrupt before the fall. Right? It, you know, I mean, and, and being separate from it makes, you know, gives you the freedom not to have to worry what they're doing because you're not a party to it. You know, I didn't, I didn't support, you know, them going overseas and, and murdering people in foreign countries because they want their oil or, or gold or, or drugs. You know, I don't support that because I don't allow them to take what's mine to support and finance it. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I'm not a party to those things. And that's my personal choice and it's a private choice. Um, but it's a choice. Most people are brought up and we're all indoctrinated to believe that there is that we don't have that choice and that you have to be a part of the public. And that's, that's, that was the scam. That was the original scam, but that's what goes back all the way, you know, all the way back to this whole public persona. The, um, you know, those in this country is where the fraud originally perpetrated. Uh, the government was dispatched. There was no, uh, you know, Congress left, all the delegates left, and they started acting on uh, on uh, executive order. Lincoln did the first executive order. And then what? Then we had a, a civil war, you know. But that's what happens, you know. They're, they're warring against, you know, when they come in with a claim against your private trust, they're warring against your estate. And just like the woman who was on the phone last week, uh, they did declare war. There was a, uh, a fr- you know, it was declared fraudulently, kind of like 9-11 and, and this last, uh, you know, monstrosity here. It was based on lies and fraud, you know, and there was damages and, and a lot of other problems. Um, but for, in order for her to make it right, she has to counterclaim. She has to strike back with a claim, saying, hey, this was fraud. The, 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 the trustee was, a, uh, you know, an executor de Santort. She made it up. It was a fiction. Here's the proof. And make a claim with evidence and bring in all the facts. So in order to do that, you know, again, you don't want to, dis- you know, you want to go into a, 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 you don't want to go into their jurisdiction and give that, inf- you know, give that to a judge to adjudicate. You want to see a jury. At least, at the very least, you can explain what happened and show your proof to an impartial jury of supposed peers as opposed to, you know, a uh, predisposed, biased uh, judge that wants to protect the fraudulent system to begin with because that's how he makes his money. I'm rambling. Is anybody getting anything out of this? (laughs) Um, I am. Yes. Are there any more questions? Does anybody have another question? Did I answer your question, Linda? Yes, you answered my question, but I just keep thinking about the level of corruption. And, um, you know, it's just, I don't know, you know, you keep looking for answers about how to protect yourself and your assets and everything. And um, it just seems like there's there is no protection from it. You know, they... Uh, they when, presume and, and they assume, <laughs> especially with uh, with 
with the younger generations coming up, they don't want to be bothered with things like this, and um, so they're easily... Well, no, 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 nobody ever wants to be bothered with things like this. We're kind of forced into it uh, because of our indoctrination and thinking that we have to be a party to the system when we really don't. It's a presumption. All of this is presumptions yeah. and assumptions. They have to I think be rebutted. What I'm thinking is it might be as simple as why would you want to stay with the public trust? You know, there's there's no benefit. And, you well, know, you might have... Welfare or taking Social Security checks would probably argue against that, even though it's mm-hmm. the most minuscule of benefit. And it probably doesn't even come close to weighing in uh, as a benefit when, you know, when it's ready to install the garbage that they, you know, all the, all the things that they took over the years. You know, I mean, think mm-hmm. about soldiers that have getting disability payments because they lost a leg or a PTSD, you know. They get a lot for a tiny little bit back, you know. But that was dealing with the public, you know. I mean, they're, 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 they were, you know, a party to the public, and that's how you were benefited, you know. So, you know, again, if you're taking benefits from the public, then they're going to assume that you are uh, a party to it. And, and uh, you know, they're going to impose their rules and statutes and acts and, and what they call laws on you. But if you're not a party to it, they can't do that. You're foreign. And that is, that's the benefit of the trust. That's the benefit of the trust. And again, going back to what this show was about, uh, was uh, presumptions and assumptions and dealing with that. You know, I mean, if I said, uh, hey, everybody uh, had a great weekend this week, okay? That's a presumption. I'm presuming that everybody had a great weekend this week. Um, may not be true. Most likely isn't true, you know. But I've made a presumption, and if nobody says anything, it just stands there. You know, it's unrebutted. Nobody even questioned it, you know. Everybody's a millionaire. It's a presumption. And if nobody questions it, it'll stand. And that's, that's the problem with these presumptions and assumptions. There are rules that the, the, that the court or the government is allowed to assume these things uh, up front and take them as gospel until somebody rebuts them without, you know, without any liability, okay? So if they assume that they own your property and you don't say that they don't, don't think for a second they're not going to come over, chain up the doors and, and uh, have, you know, have the marshal escort you and whatever property out to the street. It's on assumptions because nobody, you know, rebutted that or questioned it. And again, if you rebut it, you're arguing, and which means that you are uh, submitting to the jurisdiction that you're arguing under. Okay, but if you question it, you can usually expose the, the presumption, and uh, they are so ridiculous that uh, you know most of the time they're, they're not going to want to make you know you're going to ask a question eventually that the judge or the Prosecutor is absolutely not going to want to answer and will usually dismiss. 
because there's an audience full of people there that'll learn the truth if they answer. Well, I think you're right. People are becoming more knowledgeable about a lot of this, you know, so that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, and again, it's all, we're, we're only responsible for our own actions, and, and we have to be responsible to stand up, you know, stand up for ourselves and our rights um, to, claim, you know, uh, anything that I claim is my right is my right to do so until it's rebutted by someone else. You know, we have, you know, supposedly there's an election, you know, which is another part of the the um, illusion of what's going on. But they choose three, you know, three criminals to choose from, <laughs> you know. So, you know, they're presuming that yep, these are the folks that you pick to represent you, you know, whether you're, uh, you know, a Democrat or a Thuglican or, or a Libertarian. It doesn't make a difference, you know. Because you are presumed, if you take part in the, the voting process, to uh, have agreed to give these people power of attorney over you. They become your representative. It's a presumption. Well, there again, though, the just to be able to survive the vetting process of that is just, uh, you know, like inhuman heroics. I mean... The average person cannot even think about uh, making it, you know, through that. Through through the process of what being vetted out as a candidate. Right. They're all picked yeah. by corporate boards. They're, I met a guy in Costa Rica about nine years ago. Uh, worked for Rupert Murdoch. Was one of his right hand men. Him and his wife live in Costa Rica now. And uh, I actually sat and talked with this guy for hours. He was asked to become the next president when Clinton ended up president. Um, he was literally chosen to be the president. And he was asked, and he asked his wife, and his wife said, absolutely not. They sold everything and moved out of the country and are now in Costa Rica. Uh, that was when Clinton was elected president, supposedly elected president. Uh, I think they just made a movie out of it um, about that time. Um, it was about uh, drugs coming in and out of Arkansas when Clinton was governor. Okay. And uh, the whole MENA Arkansas, uh, the Iran-Contra scandal, all was going on back then. And I actually did one of my college theses on this, uh, why it's not in the interest of the, the government to stop the drug trade, <laughs> because they're one of the biggest profiters from the whole thing. But um, the CIA was running, uh, you know, was running guns through Amina, Arkansas, to go down to the Contra rebels, and they were in turn sending cocaine into the states. And remember they called uh, Clinton the, the chicken president? And it's because he got all these people jobs in the chicken industry was distribution through Tyson's Chicken, that they were distributing the drugs that the CIA was bringing into the airport. And there's actually a movie they just came out with last year, I think, uh, that has to do with this whole, that whole thing. But uh, they picked Clinton instead because, they, you know, they knew they could control him because of what he was doing for the CIA, you know. But they tried to do that with this other guy uh, who, who's now in Costa Rica, 
it's a, it, it's an illusion of choice. There is no choice. You know, if they pick the if they pick the choices, there's no choice for the people to vote. Okay. That's why everybody's always saying it's the the lesser of two evils. Well, if it's evil, it's evil. Doesn't make a difference whether one's less or more. So the the voting process is, is is just an illusion to make you feel like you had a choice in the matter and uh, were part of the process. But those guys are chosen. All these presidents are, are chosen. If they weren't, they get assassinated. Or if they were chosen wrongly, like uh, uh, Kennedy, you know, and they turn around and try to expose what's going on, then uh, you know they they disappear them. <laughs> The thing with Trump, though, it it seems like that didn't go like uh, as planned. You know what I mean? What do you mean? That he's not uh, that he's doing the uh, same thing they are, or not doing the same thing that they are? <laughs> no, I I think they fully intended uh, Hillary to to be elected. You know. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe not. It really, make it, it really wouldn't have made a difference because they're just puppets out there for the, the, the circus there. They're the face of the circus. They're, they're, you know, put it this way. If, if, if I didn't make this. If voting really made a difference, they wouldn't allow you to do it. They wouldn't allow you to do it. If it really made a difference at all, they wouldn't allow you to do it. Or if it wasn't rigged, they wouldn't allow you to do it because they're not going to change something that they have such a, a, a you know, a profiteering uh, control over for all these years. It's people going into court and going, ah, I'm just going to pay the ticket because, you know, it's a waste of time. Well, pay that $500 ticket may cost you a week or two of, of, of labor in order to make that. So you're, you're basically saying that hey, I'm going to indenture myself as a slave until it's paid off. Okay? So people will go in and do that instead of fight. And then that money that they extorted from them is going to support and grow the same system that's oppressing them. You I'd know? like somebody to show me, I'd like somebody to show me where, you know, you, you can vote for uh, the president or a federal office. Um, you know, try try to find that. I I can. Yeah. Well, who would want to unless you're unless you're a megalomaniac and want power? Why would you care to run for office unless you wanted to have that control over others? Because that's what governing is: controlling others. Yeah. We can barely control ourselves. So who do we trust to control us other than ourselves? You know, I mean, it's a it's a kind of a catch-22, but when you're indoctrinated your whole life to believe that this is the only way it can work is if you're a party to the system and you can't opt out, you know, overcoming those presumptions is tough if you, you know, if that's what you've been taught your whole life. You have to pay yep. taxes. Well, who says so? Well, that's just the way that it is. It's a presumption. And that, Read the that, tax code. There's not a single word in the tax code that is mandatory to pay taxes as an individual. Only corporations are mandated. Yeah, same thing with, with the look in the Constitution. It tells you 
who votes for the president, you know. Yep. Yeah, the Electoral College, which is them made up, you know. <laughs> yep. You know. Yeah. Hey, people. Hey, you you didn't have tuition money to join that college. <laughs> no. You know, it's it, it's it's an illusion, and it's an illusion in order to control the masses, and the masses are waking up to the illusions that are going on. Paying taxes is is you know, it's something that you've been taught your whole life you have to do, just like registering your vehicle or license or signing up for selective service. How could somebody well, force you into slavery? Well, and one of the things I think is ridiculous is. We don't really, we don't know where that money is going. There's nowhere to go. Um, you know, you have the budgets or whatever, so you can kind of figure out some of it, but there, there is no transparency, you know. And why, why isn't there? We have all these computers now that can do all these things and, uh, you know, have unlimited data. Because it would expose the fraud. <laughs> well, I, I know. I know. I know from being a data analyst that, that maintenance is one aspect of it because you have to maintain that data. But still, if it's. See, that's where the people really have no. Uh, nothing to stand on, you know, because we don't. We don't, it's all kept secret. We don't have access to it. And that, that's a ridiculous thing, that, that all this money is taken from us, uh, you know, in taxes and everything, and we do not know where it goes. You know, you hear bits, and, you hear bits, and, you hear bits and pieces. You hear bits and pieces about, oh, they gave $4 million to... Uh, I, which was Iraq or, I don't know, Obama gave $4 million to, you know, some, some country over there. And, and this, you know, mil, millions and billions goes here and goes there, you know, and everything. And, and you're sitting here thinking, what in the world, you know? I mean, where is Not the... Not what you thought it was supposed to be. There's no oversight. And the oversight is stepping out of it and saying... I'm going to not participate anymore. We we have you, no clue. If you choose to bring me into commerce, if you to bring me into commerce, I'm going to force you to prove that I'm a party of your, you know, uh, in party with you in trust. Because if if you know, I'm not going to make a claim that I'm not a party. I'm going to claim what makes you think. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to claim. I'm going to question. What makes you think that I am a party to this action? What makes you think that I have to pay taxes? What makes you think that, you know, the laws of your constitution and state pertain to me? I'm going to question every presumption and assumption that they, that they bring up. Question everything. Question everything. Especially questioning jurisdiction, their authority. Question, how did you get my consent to be a party to this? One thing yeah. on the, uh, the income tax, it, it, it's a gift tax. Um, so then you're, you're gifting it to them. When you gift something to them, they can do what they want with it. Absolutely. You know, there are stipulations on it. Yep. 
So they can go and have their $500,000 steak meal with a bunch of their friends uh, that they're partying with. Okay, they can go on trips and go golfing and fuel up uh, Air Force One and take it for a test drive. They can do whatever they want because they are the trustees in control of the public property that was handed to them by unsuspecting people who've been indoctrinated to do so since birth. There literally is the epitome of slavery. Because the second you try to opt out, then they come at you with force. And then what does that do? That voids out any contract that would have been legitimate to begin with. So when you are answering a warrant or a, a summons and you go into that courtroom and you don't turn around and say, hey, I am here under threat of force, duress, and, and force, which would void out any contracts that they are assuming, okay? That's making a statement right off the bat. I am here under threat of force. I was told that I would be put in a cage uh, at gunpoint if I didn't show up here. But I have some questions to ask, and we're going to have a whole bunch of questions to ask. Because I'm going to ask you questions about every presumption or assumption that you make. If you make the if you make the assumption, you have to prove it. If you make the claim, you have to prove it. Don't make claims. Question. Don't rebut. Question. And in your in your case, uh, with with the you know the answer for the debt, again. You're not going to rebut it. You're going to answer with questions, and you're going to make statements of fact in your affidavit to support your answer, your you know, your questioning. Yeah. That way it keeps the burden of proof on them to, to prove the, the, the claims that they've made without it, you having ab- to rebut their presumptions. It absolutely is like they're making up the rules as they go along, and you're just in the game. You know, being you're being acting your part. Along. Right, you're acting your part. You're the person. You're you're the one that's you're the trustee for you know that's going to take the financial fiduciary fall. One second. My dog is barking at the door here. But you know, with it's like a spider web because. They have got all these people on some form of assistance, you know, um, whether it be, uh, you know, Social Security, disability, uh, all the uh, welfare. I don't, they don't call it that anymore, but all the welfare stuff. And um, there's very few, few people that are really free of, some kind of, you know, dispensation that they're dependent. I, 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 I may be wrong, and David, you probably know more about this, but again, if that, all, all that, those benefits, and now when, when you're getting a benefit, reciprocity is due in contract law, um, from what I understand in a way. And, Absolutely. But it, it's all going to the legal fiction. Um, which then, again, David, you can comment on this much better than I can, but if that is put into your private trust, then it's the trust getting that. <laughs> what yes. was that? 
No, no. If you were to do it without having a private trust, then you would be considered commingling your thing with the public's, uh, you know, the 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 uh, legal fiction. Okay. So the opposite of joinder, you know. So if you're separate from the legal fiction, then you can't benefit from what it's doing. Okay. But the way to join it correctly is privately by indenturing the legal fiction into a private trust and out of the public, okay, then you can use the legal fiction for benefits and other things, you know, instead of it going directly to you, it goes to the trust for the benefit of the beneficiary of that trust, which you've also established as well, you know, but so you're not joined to it, man, you know, you're not, you're not assuming the name is you, okay, you're assuming it's separate and that it's owned by the trust that the legal fiction is owned by the trust, okay? So that's how you're getting the separation there, where, yep. you know, if, if, uh, if you did not have that separation, uh, you would be considered uh, joined or commingled with the legal fiction, which is what they're assuming when you go into the courtroom. But I'm just saying that um, unless you have all this knowledge, you know, of what you're talking about, that people are afraid to do anything that they might lose those benefits, you know. So that's um You're absolutely yeah. correct. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I get it. They're absolutely. I mean I I've got friends and family that are, you know, on military uh um disability <clears throat> you know, that worry about losing the disability. They earned those benefits through their service. So, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're entitled to that and to make a claim to it again, but it's much better. To, you're in a much more protected position to be um, dealing with that from a private trust. And at the same time, you know, there was a day when Medicare was free and now you have to pay for it, you know? So, um, it's, it's no longer free. It's no longer well, really the because they're just stealing. It's just another way for them to steal out of the, you know, out of the trust, uh, more revenue. You know, it's actually control. It's really control. It's it's not even a, they're getting more money. Money is a fictitious item. It's not value. So you get federal which are, you know, fiat, there's no value in them, and they can print them in the back room. So in the back room, why do they need to take them from you other than to control you? <laughs> you know? I, I agree, sure. David. Yeah, I've, I've studied the money system a lot. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's it, I think we're losing you, David. <laughs> Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 you were just breaking up. Never, never okay. mind the, the topic now was even breaking up, so you don't have to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so if there's, 
if their money or what they're calling money is just these debt notes, they're printing them out of nowhere, thin air, and they're using your signature to create it. Oh, sorry, I gotta take a couple of puffs off my puffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's been excuse me, the weather here. is uh getting cold here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, your your signature creates you know, if you sign a promissory note or anything, that's that that, that goes into the bank as an asset and goes through the Federal yes. Reserve and, and then yeah, they monetized. Yep, yep. So they never borrowed you anything. Now, I'm no, not saying you, you created it with your way. signature. Yep. yep. <laughs> and see, for folks, you know, um, that, that have never heard this before, this is why most people come into this knowledge, uh, you know, or this waking state. Um, when you start talking about money not being real, you know, what they think is money not being real, and then they start looking for commercial remedy to get what they've lost back, <laughs> you know. Uh, feel like you're owed something because you've been, you know, uh, stolen from for your entire life. So a lot of folks come in and start waking up when uh, they realize that the, the money is a scam, you know. Yeah. And they start looking for that commercial remedy. But commerce is fiction, and fiction is fraud, and fiction is, you know, it's a lie. Uh, masquerading is the truth. Just like government is a disease, masquerading is the cure. There, you know, there's no, uh, you know, like I said, you, you, you can't fight City Hall because it's a fiction just like Tinkerbell and Popeye, um, you know, and you're fighting in a fictitious, uh, you know, you may as well be in a, in a, in a, in a movie, acting, you know, um, not a documentary because <laughs> that's not what it is. It's fictions. You're dealing in, in fictions of law that are held together by presumptions and assumptions. And when you start to question them, they fall apart. They literally fall apart. The trust that they are, you know, that they are assuming to administrate over falls apart, just like any other trust would fall apart if, if all the players were the same, you know, if all, the, if all the positions were filled by the same person. Then there's no real trust there. And that's exactly what they're doing, except they have everybody believing for years and years and years of doctr indoctrination that you are the picture on your ID or that you are the, the person, the legal fiction. And it's a, it's a scam. It is a scam. Um, all of it falls apart as soon as you start questioning the assumptions and the presumptions. But uh, guys, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, a little bit uh, under the weather here. Um, if there is any other questions, I'll be happy to answer them. Um, but I'm going to wrap up here shortly. Gonna answer I'm, any, I'm any questions you before very I go. Much. I'm I'm good. Thank you, David, and and also for your input, Linda. Well, thanks. Yeah, just trying to understand what's how this sorts well, you out. Keep, keep studying. You, you, you're going to get it. It'll, you know. The, the, when the light comes on, it's it's uh, you know you you're gonna know it right off the bat when you when you find the, the the missing piece that you're missing right now, trying to put the two parts together, um, public and private, and um, it's very freeing. 
not to be a slave to a government and, and, a, and a, a fraud of a trust. Um, you know, would you stay in a friendship uh, with somebody who isn't trustworthy? Uh, you know, would you stay in any relationship with somebody who isn't trustworthy or uh, looks to hurt you? You know, that's, that's not much of a trust. And uh, that, that's the difference between the public and the private. Um, you are protecting yourself from being hurt that way. Not that, you know, people won't attack you or, the, or your trust, um, but you have a way to prove that you're not a party to their trust. And, uh, you know, that rebuts and, uh, you know, tears apart, tears down any, any assumptions or presumptions that they're making because they have to make presumptions and assumptions. Otherwise, uh, you know, they'd have to tell the truth. And, and that wouldn't work out very well for them, you know. So keep, keep studying, Linda. You'll, you'll, you'll see the, the, the connection there. Um, well, you know, I'm only again, hoping I'm, – I'm taking a course on the Constitution right now, and I'm, I, I should be finishing it soon, I guess. But I was hoping that your course didn't start before I finished that course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping I'll be talking again with Robert here in the next day or two, and, and uh, I'm really pushing to have this thing set up here in the next 30 to 45 days, um, you know, with a, with a solid uh, course outline and um, all the materials together and uh, in the platform online to be able to. So you'll be basically once you get in, uh, you go with the course, you'll be able to log in online just like you would any college course and get your course materials and your syllabus and uh, required reading and things like that. And then uh, we'll be having uh, questions, uh, like a group question session uh, once a week for two hours um, throughout the course. So, and then again, you'd be able to reach out to either Robert or myself for questions, you know, that, that uh, weren't covered during the uh, group session. So, it should be a great course, and, and uh, you know, we've seen a lot of interest in, in learning how to, you know, stay private and, and uh, you know, be able to actually go in and out of commerce but not be of it, you know. Bible says to be in the world but not of the world, and that's exactly what that meant. Uh, you know, you can be in the world. We, we have no choice sometimes. Uh, to, to not be in commerce, but uh, we have every choice of whether or not. Uh, that's not even a choice. It's a fact that we are not of commerce or of the government. We weren't created by uh, these documents. You know, we would exist without them. So if you start pulling away those presumptions and assumptions, uh, that just becomes very obvious, you know. But uh, I do thank everybody for coming on the show and listening and and uh, following up and everybody's questions. And I also wanted to thank uh, Cameron Bush for, for coming on the show earlier as my guest. And uh, as always, if you get anything out of this show, uh, you know, consider donating to support it. And uh, anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to shoot me a private message on Facebook or to the uh, How to Win in Court without a, a lawyer page or a liar page. <laughs> um, I do get those messages right away. 
and I'll answer you. Uh, I'll try to answer you as quickly as possible. Again, thank you everybody for joining me, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, David. You too. Thank Thanks, you. Good night. Thank you. Good night.